activated by temperance spirits, temperance spirits, creating a space for change. Muted for that whole time. So we got to run through that ad read one more time. Oh man, sorry. Still early in the season, just like the Oilers, I'm making uncharacteristic mistakes. Well, I mean, for Jack Campbell, like they're pretty characteristic mistakes. But before we get into what was such a phenomenal game, um, I'm just going to give them uh, just give a quick message here because welcome back to Game Over Edmonton, your local leader in post game Oilers analysis. This episode is fueled by Temperance Spirits, the city's leading non alcoholic beverage provider. Visit Temperance online for a curated selection of non alcoholic options. Choose from a variety of craft beers, mocktails, wines, and spirits. Temperance isn't just a retailer, it's a community of Edmontonians who celebrate the spirit of socializing without the need for alcohol. And with Temperance Spirits online shop, ordering your favorite non-alcoholic bevies right to your door is as easy as Connor scoring the winning goal. Find our partners at Temperance Online at temperance-spirits.com for delivery to your door and use code SDPN for 10% off your order at checkout. Give them a follow on Instagram and Facebook at Temperance Spirits. All right. Now, with that being said, I am the most frustrated I have been all season. Like, obviously, this has been an abysmal start to the season. But, like, holy shit. What a fucking garbage game. From start to finish, the game, once again, winnable in every regard. And your goalie. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah, we can point to Ovin David's hurt. Jay Woodcroft played Lavoie for two minutes tonight. Holloway played three minutes, whatever. Like... You can point to a number of things up front. We can go look at every single goal that's scored and say, oh, well, Cody CC should have had this guy in Nurse, and oh, Drysaddle should have been a step further on the back trick and had his guy, and then this wraparound doesn't happen. I'm sorry. This is the NHL. You stop high-danger chances. Every high-danger chance is not a goal. I do not care stop it every time a goal is scored on the oilers there are people who justify every single thing and blame it on bouchard or kulak or nurse or dry saddle or mcleod or hallway or something flat out this season this start yes there's been a couple stinkers the 8-1 game against vancouver this game the dallas game the goalie if your goalie doesn't spot the first two dog shit, atrocious ECHL. I don't even know if there's an ECHL goals. Like, how does Jack Campbell bite on that thing? Garbage. Flat out garbage. How does that happen? Why is anyone even trying to blame some an, a, a skater? I, it doesn't make sense to me. I'm frustrated. What did you see tonight? Because we, we can talk about the goaltending, I'm sure, for 45 minutes. I think it's just kind of what we've seen all year, where I think the Oilers played well, well enough to win this hockey game. They absolutely did. But like you said, the difference is that the other team are are getting those saves, and the Oilers aren't. Exactly. I think they're like they're like point six eight on like like a save percentage of point six eight on the year on high danger opportunities. That's unacceptable. Yeah. That's like that's not even AHL level. It's awful, and you know, I am kind of frustrated with the way Jay played. You know, guys like Hallway today, guys like mm -hmm. Raphael Lavoie today. Um. You know, I've been a big Jay Woodcroft fan since he's been here, and I still don't think the move is to fire him. But it's kind of like, what message are you sending to these kids? I Just I agree. I agree. Um, playing them like five, six minutes, and you're you're hurting their development. Um, you might as well just send them back to Bakersfield if that if you're going to play them that low amount of minutes. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and the goaltending needs to get fixed. Like it's it's a it's a problem. It's one that it's if we had a league average goaltender, the Oilers are probably like five, three, and one right now, or Easily. something like that. Easily. Yeah. Uh, before we continue on, I'm. It's a Saturday afternoon. Thanks for spending your Saturday afternoon. We got already eighty people watching, so everyone else, I'm sure, is just as furious as us. I see Salamander, Kraken, Spectator, Ty, Carl, uh, everyone in the chat. Abby, uh, if you want to go ahead, Jordan, uh, just hit the like button. We really appreciate it. Uh, it goes a long way helping us because, again, this is the only thing we have to smile about. Uh, as far as the firing Woodcroft stuff. I understand why people feel that way. I, I, too, get frustrated when he doesn't play Dylan Holloway in a meaningful role. I get frustrated when he calls up Raphael Lavoie and plays him less minutes than he played Adam Ernie in his you know last five games, right? Like, I get frustrated with that stuff. But if you look tonight, yes, they didn't, like, they didn't score a five-on-five goal. So that should be frustrating in itself. Kevin Lankinen, five-on-five. When he had the when the Oilers were generating, because there were periods of time where they where they were buzzing, according to natural stature, at five on five, the Oilers generated eight high danger chances for the Preds uh, generated six high danger chances for. At five on five, the Oilers did not score a goal. Though that is eight high danger stops for Kevin Lankinen that the Oilers did not convert on. When you spin that, where the Preds, what did they have? One power play goal. So of those six. I don't know. We're, I, I don't even want to consider them like the first goal to me. That's not a high danger chance. Some of those aren't high danger chances, but regardless, you let in four goals on six high danger chances. Unacceptable. That is not ECHL caliber. I genuinely mean this. I'm so sick of watching Jack Campbell play. I'm so I love Stuart Skinner. If Stuart Skinner would be good, awesome. That's an amazing story. He was great. He was great in stretches last year. But the fact is this year, he's been worse than Jack Campbell. He is the third worst high danger save percentage in the NHL. The San Jose Sharks are a horrible hockey team. They, the peak worst Oilers in the decade of darkness were not as bad as the San Jose Sharks are this year. And their goaltending is considerably better. Then the Edmonton Oilers, are, are people out there, do they genuinely believe that the San Jose Sharks are giving up less high danger opportunities than the Edmonton Oilers? No chance. It's the goaltending. It's the goaltending every game. You have winnable games. Connor's hurt. He's not producing at that two points per game. Leon's playing well, but Leon's not going to produce at that two points per game. You can The power play isn't clicking like it should. It's the same personnel. They will get back there. We see the expected goals numbers. We see the PDO numbers. Now we can sit here and say the PDO is going to bounce back. We know the shooting percentage at 5-on-5 will come at some point, whether it's you know, next game against Vancouver or whether it's in game 30, it will come at some point. But where I'm not confident it's going to bounce back is that save percentage. Because every game, it's the same damn story. These goalies can't stop any fucking pucks. And the Oilers end up in a hole. You spot them this fucking lead. Literally, it was 2-1. The Oilers were dominating the Preds. Dominating. And Kevin Langton did his fucking job. It's all he did. He did his job. He made saves. What would Jack Campbell bit on that first play, that first goal, like he was playing street hockey? That is unacceptable. The rebound control, the lack of awareness on the second goal, it falls, it hits his pad. He, could, he doesn't cover it. He doesn't swallow it up. NHL goalies swallow up point shots like that. What are you doing? What are you paying attention to? Is someone in the stands? Is that what you're looking at? I don't understand. Goal three? Okay, power play goal, cross crease pass. That's an ex that's a fine goal to let in. Now, Greg, whatever. Goal four, that Tommy Novak partial break. Is that 
a goal where we would sit here and complain? No, but the fact is, you look at Kevin Lankney, he's stopping Zach Hyman alone in the slot, Ryan Nugent Hopkins alone in the slot, Dry Settle from his spot. Like, there was a number of opportunities the Oilers had where I'm sure Nashville fans wouldn't sit there and say, oh, wow, Kevin Lankney, piece of garbage, let, let me see He's He made stops that he had to to keep his team in it when the Oilers were pushing. The, I, I cannot tell, there has not been one game this season where the Oilers bullies have bailed them out. Every single NHL team will make mistakes. You can go to any play, any pick any minute in the hockey game. Go to any point, and you will see a point where, oh, Ryan McLeod, you know, he's a step behind his man. Oh, Cody Cece probably should be three feet deeper in the corner. We can do that for every play, whether it's in the back of the net or not. The fact is that happens to every team. Vegas, Colorado, New Jersey, San Jose, they all make the same mistakes. At the end of the day, the difference for the Oilers, this season is goaltending. It's horrible and honest to God. I would wave Jack Campbell. I would wave Jack yeah. Campbell tomorrow. I can't watch this. I would much rather watch Olivier Rodrigue. I would watch Calvin Pickard. I would watch Avery Lewis McDougal. Honest to God. Anyone. Anyone. I I can't. I think at some point you got to consider firing Schwartz. So he's been here for, what, nine, ten years? And it seems like every single goalie under Schwartz's watch has become inconsistent. They play, they kind of play smaller in their crease. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like every goalie under him has had a glove issue. It's, um, it's frustrating. It's, um, it's disappointing. And especially with the expectations the Oilers had coming into the year, you know, they were expected to go to the cup final and maybe even win the whole thing. Um, instead, they're two seven one in the first ten games of the year, and that's hard to come back from. Like Very I know hard. how I know how bad the West is right now. They're still only like four points out of a wild card spot, which is crazy to me. But a slow start can kill your team. You've seen in the even the past two years, Vancouver has always started the season like garbage, and even when they go on a heater in the second half, they always miss the playoffs. Slow starts can kill a team. And add on to the fact that, like you said, McDavid's probably hurt. Dry Seidel's not looking like himself either. Mm-hmm. The goaltending is awful. There's no depth scoring. It's but, at some point they have to make a, they have to make a move at some point. Yeah. they can't con- let this continue on for the next week or so. I agree. I don't think like I think Jeff Jackson. I don't think he'll fire uh, Jay Woodcroft. But if you think if you just look back to um. To that quote that he gave when he was still Connor's agent, when he talked about how they both, him and Connor, believe that Jay Woodcroft is a top three coach in the NHL. I understand the frustration with Jay Woodcroft, but this doesn't, this isn't similar to me to the frustration I've had in seasons past with Oilers coaches. You look at Dave Tippett, like the mistakes that he was making were compounding and leading to losses. To me, yes, Jay Woodcroft should be playing the bottom six more. He probably shouldn't be playing McDavid and Drysaddle together. There is a number of little things, but at the end of the day, like I cannot sit here and and you know call for Jay Woodcroft's head when you're getting goaltending like that. Like we've seen, I, I it's the story for a bunch of teams. Columbus, they Sergei Bobrovsky plays like dog shit. They fire the coach. The Islanders, um, many years ago, I can't remember what the name of the coach was. Their goalie is playing like dog shit. They fire the coach. Chances are, when your goalie is playing like dog shit, the coach is the guy who kind of takes the 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 brunt force of that. I don't. I really don't think it's Jay Woodcroft's fault. Like I saw you yourself say, like, um, that that Jay Woodcroft like. How many coaches does this team need to have? You can't be firing your coach every couple of years. Like, I understand. In, J- in Dave Tippett's case, it was absolutely necessary. Yeah. Jay Woodcroft, I like, he he can't be playing 
uh, Dylan Holloway and Raphael Lavoie the way he is today. Like, that's unacceptable. We can't, the Oilers were running, they were running a man short again. They were 11 and 6, and they played two forwards. Uh, they essentially took two forwards off the board, and they were going with three lines plus an extra skater. That's unacceptable. You're going to run your top six in the ground. We already are having trouble with injuries. You know a bunch of guys aren't healthy, and you're just making it worse. Like, that is bad. But until Jay Woodcroft can show me this system and the way he wants these guys to play with an ounce of effort, because you see effort from guys like Evander Kane, once again, was what, probably, what, their best forward? Two posts in the first period. Sam Gagne looked yeah. awesome. Um... They looked good. I thought Ryan Nugent Hopkins was excellent today. The Bouchard Ekholm pair finally today played a really, really good game. Kind of what they we saw from them when they went on that 17 and 2 run last year after they acquired Ekholm. But I can't sit here and call for that, call for Jay Woodcroft's head because it, it to me it's not fair. To me, this is the goalies on the goalies. If anyone's head should be called for, I think you would agree with this, it's Ken Holland. Because like you yeah. knew, we knew that this would be a problem. We knew, everyone knew. I definitely, I'm sure you did too, thought the Oilers wouldn't be 2-7-1. and one, But everyone still, like the, their big thing with the Oilers is, okay, can their goaltending hold up again? Can a tandem with Stuart Skinner and Jack Campbell hold up again? And they have shown this year through 10 games that it absolutely cannot. They have the worst goaltending tandem in the NHL by a country mile. I don't want to sit here and see people point out defense because it's not. The Oilers, I get. Off the rush, are they good at defending the rush? Absolutely not. But in zone, they're actually a decent defensive team. And they don't get any stops. It's ridiculous. Like you said, um, off the I like off the rush, like they're the worst team by a mile. Not even close, but um, you know, I see people trash on Jay with this new system and I think it's actually kind of working out. Is it dampening their offense a little bit? Probably. But 100%. The, the box plus one in, in zone is not the problem. It's actually limiting goals against in that area. It's it's the neutral zone and the one one three that are actually causing the main issues. And I don't even think they're playing the one one three properly anyways. So. There's there's no way. There's no way. Like McDavid, I saw I'm sure you saw the stats. I believe it was I know you wrote an article talking about getting back from start coming back from poor yeah. starts, and we can talk about that in a bit. Um, but like NHL Sid, I believe, posted an article talking about Connor McDavid on Oilers Nation. And he just went into McDavid's numbers this year, and they aren't McDavid. Like now I'm gonna count a lot of that up to injury. But one of the interesting things was how his um his neutral zone carries and his zone entries are are down this year, right? And 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 to me, that's both a product of the injury and the system. Before we continue on, we got like 140 people watching right now. We only got 18 likes. So a lot of you guys haven't hit like. Please hit like. We'd really appreciate it. That's the one thing we have to smile. Go share. Tell your friends to come watch. Uh, and we'll all be mad together because I guess that's the only therapy that we got. But yeah, no, I, I want to hear what you think. Think they're not playing the one one three right. Why do, why do you say that? I don't know. It's just, it's weird because they're like, it's like they get confused between the box one and the one one three and in transition. It's like, it's not, they're not in sync, which once again, it's weird because they had all training camp to get the system down, especially because they started the camp two weeks earlier than everyone else, those captain skates that they were talking about. Um, they're just not in sync. And it's like sometimes they're in the one one three, and then they switch to a one one to a one two two, and it's it's killing them. It's absolutely killing them. If the Oilers can defend off the rush, honestly, they probably still have what, another two wins under their belt. Um Easily. 
Yeah. Even with so... the atrocious goaltending, they would. The, the systems, I think, and I think the system every game is getting better. You see in the structure. They, I know on the broadcast they're pushing a narrative because they want you to believe that it's not Jack Campbell's fault. They don't want fans calling for Jack Campbell to be waived for them to trade Jack Campbell. They don't want that. They want you blaming the team's structure because you can't sit there and pinpoint one guy because everyone makes mistakes, right? But... I can't sit there and listen to them say when Jack Campbell stops a two-on-one when it's already 5-2 and they talk about how excellent of a save that is. I'm sorry. You let you you cannot let in three dog shit goals a game. You cannot. Those are not NHL numbers. David Ayers was in the NA, in NHL games and put up better numbers than this. Like it's un it's not like it's not professional. I don't even know what to call it. It's horrible. Once again, the Oilers have the second best goalie on the night. Look what happened. They were he let in two, uh, two goals saved under expected, so just over two, and Kevin Lankinen stopped just over one. That again is the difference in the game. Every single game. I don't care that they even scored on the power play. The second unit got a power play goal. Darnell Nurse scored a power play goal, and they didn't win. It is, it's, it's unacceptable performance from these guys. Like, I, I, I would, you could start Dustin Schwartz, you could start Olivier Rodrigue, any, I don't care who you start next game. It can't be Campbell, it can't be Skinner. They've shown you nothing. And Ryan O'Reilly had a hat trick on you today. And it, in the first goal, like on the fifth goal, what was Campbell doing? He goes to cover, he's on his stomach, we complained about that with Mike Smith. We all owe Mike Smith apology. I saw you tweeted that, right? Yeah. Mike Smith, Miko Koskinen, every goalie of Oilers past. Bring back uh, Anthony Stolers. I don't care. Give me Ben Scrivens. I'd genuinely rather watch Ben Scrivens tomorrow or on Monday than watch Jack Campbell or Stuart Skinner. It, I, they, they both have been atrocious. They have cost the Oilers significant points in the standings. Odds are they probably aren't going to catch Vegas. They aren't going to catch the, uh, L.A., uh, probably not Vancouver. Uh, probably not Vancouver, unless Vancouver falls flat on their face. But the difference between the Edmonton and Vancouver, Vancouver is a goalie. Like, they're getting bailed out when they have to, and look at their record. Like, that is the difference. Rick Tockett, okay, sure, you can say he's implemented a really strong system. I gen like I believe the Oilers' system has gone better. But they're just, they're, Jay Woodcroft is not doing anything to help. But the to me, the problem is is the goaltending at the heart of it. And until it changes, we're going to sit here every game, every game that it feels like they should win, and they're not going to win. They're going to fall flat on their face, and the difference is going to be one or two goals. Unless McDavid goes off for four or five points, but he probably isn't at this point because even though he, hurt, he's still one of the best players in the NHL, he doesn't look the same. Did he, he didn't, like, McDavid did not rush the puck up the ice once with speed. The only time he did, there was, there was a four-on-four four when Kane got the penalty for hooking and, I can't even remember who on Nashville was got the call for diving. And McDavid had a little bit of extra space, rushed it up, shot it through a Nashville defender. Kevin Lankinen made a really good save, right? But McDavid at five on five just doesn't have the same impact carrying the puck because where he makes all, creates his offense, right, is off the rush. It's transitioning with speed. It's bringing the puck into the zone faster than everyone else. Out skating defensemen, you see people who he would normally lap uh, skating backwards. He's kind of getting angled off by them, right? Like it's and, and, and I'm not pinning any of this on McDavid. None. Absolutely. He is hurt. We all know that. It's just you, when he's hurt and when he's trying to gut it out for you, you need other people to pick up the slack. And no and no one has. And when people have, like Sam Gagne last game, you still lose because your goalie fucking suck. That's it. Yeah. That's it. That's what it comes down to. That's what you know, it is. 
I still think deep down that they will make the playoffs. I don't know if they're going to get a division spot now, but I still think deep down that this team is too good to miss the playoffs. There's no yeah. way that in year nine of McDavid, year 10 of Leon, and with so how good they are, like, it's first of all, it's not an option to miss the playoffs. No, it's literally not. Like, I'm not exaggerating. Fold the franchise if you miss the playoffs this year. Like, it, the calamity that is the Edmonton Oilers missing the playoffs this year would be some something like we've never seen in the NHL. If if that were to happen, and you know you end up, I I don't even like saying, I really don't like saying this, but you were to lose one of or both ninety seven or twenty nine, would anyone in Edmonton support the team? Because you, no. if you can't win with these two players, will you ever win? No. I, exactly. Like. Like, the money that this will cost Daryl Cates is, uh, like, it's unfathomable to mortals like us. Like, we, like this is in the mistake in the hundreds of millions of dollars if the Edmonton Oilers miss the playoffs and lose uh, out on these guys. Like, you cannot miss the playoffs. I un- the Ken Holland, the highest paid general manager in the league. I don't care how nice Jack Campbell is. I don't care if his family's here. I, I'm sorry. You waive him. You do whatever you can to get rid of that contract. You sign that deal, you have to get rid of it. Every game that passes, you are digging yourself deeper and deeper and deeper in the standings. Exactly. Exactly. One thing that I see Wolf in the chat talking about how this team can't go on a 10 heater at any point. And that's something I think we should touch on because that's why I think, like, even though the team record sits here, this is probably the most mad I've been. I think everyone obviously is really mad. But the thing is, with this team and with this talent, this isn't a team that should be in the bottom of the standings. And you're going to have a ton of people point out, oh, you know, St. Louis Blues, when they were, you know, in four years ago, they were the last once place. In a lifetime thing. Exactly. Never happened exactly. Before. Exactly. But what I'm saying here is with this talent, would you be shocked if they won the next 10 games in a row? No. Exactly. So it is possible. But the to start that, to do that, there needs to be changes, and it starts and ends with the goaltending. I don't care who you fire, what you do, what you trade. At the end of the day, it needs to be a significant upgrade in net. That's and it. I saw I saw a tweet saying like Vegas, you know, Vegas doesn't care if Vegas would waive Jack Campbell right now if they had him. You know, I don't care about like having bad PR now. Just you have to do what's right for your hockey club, and that is to waive Jack Campbell. You've you've given Jack Campbell like what is he? He's been an Oiler now, so ten plus eighty two last year plus both. So Jack Campbell's been around for almost a hundred Oilers games, and there is not a single point where I can remember being like, "Oh, it's okay, Jack Campbell's in net." You're nervous <laughs> with every shot that he's taken for the last one hundred games, and obviously he's not been in net for all of them. Um, but still, you've never felt safe with him in net. It never felt like remember like the the only time I could think of is. I mean, sometimes with Mike Smith, like Mike Smith would just go sicko mode and just stop everything like a psychopath. He was never in position. I don't know what he was doing. He looked like a crack addict, but he stopped everything, and I love him for it. But you you go back to that feeling you had when Cam Talbot was in net during the 2016-17 season, right? Like, obviously, Cam Talbot was excellent that year, but you felt safe. You felt like if the Oilers do give up a chance— it's not going to end up in the back of the net because Cam Talbot was going to give them a stop. It seems like the Oilers are the only team in the NHL that is not allowed to give up a two-on-one. That is not allowed to give up a, a three-on-one. They happen to everyone. The Oilers had odd man rushes on Vegas in the playoffs last year, but 
uh, what the hell is this friggin' Aiden Hill. But Aiden Hill stopped them. The last three games when the Oilers were the better team, when the Oilers won the deserve to win a meter in the last two, three games of that series, Aiden Hill stood on his head, stopped them. Like, what is the point of this season? Okay, you know what? You you ride your goalies. You hope they bounce back to an 890, even, say, for instance, what are they at? Like, 860, yeah. both of them now? Like, you hope they get to that. You ride in the eighth seed, and you lose to Vegas or to Colorado in the first round because your goalies can't stop a beach ball. Like, th- that can't that can't be it. Even making the playoffs like that, that, to me, still a calamity. You can't mm-hmm. do that. It is, like, and, and, and this is one thing, actually, we can touch on uh, uh, some other stuff, but one thing I do want to, I do want to, I was thinking about like, if you keep Jay Woodcroft, if Jay Woodcroft is your guy, which I, I, I honestly, I don't think the time is to fire him. I see people calling for Dustin Schwartz head. I don't really understand it. If you want to gas Justin Schwartz, go ahead, do that. Whatever. I, again, it's the goalies themselves. Like Dustin Schwartz has been here and we got insane performances out of Mike Smith, Cam Talbot, whatever. It's, 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 you know, I, I don't want to sit, sit here and say it's Dustin Schwartz, but um, yeah, it, it, it's, it's just really, really, really rough. Uh, I can't remember. I got the notification that the Zoom meeting is going to end in 10 minutes. So we got to just put it out there. So it distracted me. I forgot my point there. But uh, yeah, like even in chat, they're talking about Jake Allen. UC Soros is another one. Like, oh, this is what I wanted to say. So you look at the way Jay Woodcroft is deploying the forwards, right? You have these guys who are really high-end, or have high-end upside, high-end potential to a to rebuilding team. They'd be very valuable. To me, if it was up to me, I'd have Dylan Holloway, Raphael Lavoie, etc. playing meaningful minutes, helping the Oilers win. If they are unwilling to do that, what is the point of having Dylan Holloway play six minutes a night, four minutes yeah. a night, you know? Like, that doesn't help anyone. If you, w- w- Would you be on board with moving Dylan Holloway? For, like, a big goal, for Whether it, a goalie? I don't know if you do trade him for a goalie unless it's, like, literally Holloway one-for-one one for Soros. But like, like, like Holloway's valuable. I think you, I think you consider it. To be honest, I think at this point you have to do whatever it takes to get a goalie. If that mm-hmm. means training a guy like Ryan McLeod, yeah, so be it. Like you have, like McLeod They good. need a goalie. Like last, like we were talking about Vegas. The difference in that series was goaltending. If you always get goaltending, I, they're winning the cup. I don't mm-hmm. care what people say. They're winning the cup last in in the summer if um they have goaltending, and. You know, it's been an issue here ever since Ken Holland has been here, and he still hasn't been able to correct that weakness. And um, they lost. No, I think in. I. Hmm? Yeah. So you, well, I you, just do, you, you just you just do whatever you take it takes to get a goalie. They locked in on Jack Campbell uh, early in the offseason. Everyone knew they were signing him weeks before, and there were a million goaltending effort, uh, experts that raised the white flag that said, "Hold your horses, like don't sign Jack Campbell. He's actually not a good goalie." But, you know, the Oilers knew better than everyone else. And they signed Jack Campbell to a significant amount more than anyone else was willing to pay. Uh, And it's clearly burnt them. Because last year, you shouldn't have even been relying on Stuart Skinner in the way that you are. Every game that these two guys play is a game that the Oilers will most likely lose. Like, there's no other way. Unless you get those one game where, you know, you see that second period against Nashville the last time. Or the second period against Minnesota where Jack Campbell, you know, took 20 shots. He made a bunch of saves. Like you see later in the first period, he had a really nice blocker save when Nashville was on the power play. Okay, awesome. But you can't, like, this is, that's a Jonas Gustafsson type goalie. This is not a $5 million goalie. You don't win with goalies who make a good save and letting a dog shit goal and make a good save and letting a dog shit goal. Like, 
the Oilers are at such a disadvantage every time they go into a game because you know that whether they're starting Kevin Lankinen or Jonathan Quick or who is the backup they played against Dallas Mike Scott Wedgwood, that the Oilers will have the second best goalie in the game. The last three losses have been two backup goalies. Jonathan Quick shut them out. Like they got out goal, they got goalie by Jonathan Quick. You can't be getting goalie like. It's unfathomable the problems that we have here. It's it's absolutely insane. Um, yeah. So, uh, Shane, your camera cut out there. Yeah, sorry, oh, oh, all good, all good. But yeah, uh, we got a little bit of time left in the show here. I just want to say one more time: there's 150 people watching. Um, if you guys have got any questions, we'll call this the press conference right here. If you guys got any questions for Shaden or myself, uh, send them in the chat. Shaden, is there anything you want to touch on here? talk about your article um, maybe you know it's just frustrating i mean the i mean the Oilers have had slow starts in the past i mean last year they were 10 and 10 on americans thanksgiving yep. they're like tied with four other teams in a wild card spot and i remember in 2021 the covid year they were three and six which is pretty similar to our record now but it it feels different this year it feels a lot more pessimistic it feels a lot more dreadful yeah and i'm worried i'm worried i'm uh this this made me really really worried too um yeah if there's any questions in the chat here let's uh check them out uh would the oilers actually be better off uh from salamander would the oilers actually be better off going with whoever the e-bug is that night honestly matt right. berlin probably would have given a better performance than we saw tonight i'm not even exaggerating uh, Boston is my favorite team and thankful they got Swayman and Allmark. Yeah, I would kill to have Jeremy Swayman or uh, Linus Allmark. Like, what what do you think the difference is if Edmonton signs Allmark instead of Campbell in that free agency, right? Like, it's 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 atrocious, but uh, Boston, that's why Boston's 9-0-1 now, right? Like, they have yeah. goaltending. Even if they give up the chances, like Toronto had chances on them last night. Toronto scored some goals. Uh, but Boston's goalies, like Swayman, when he had to make a high-danger save, made a high-danger save. You can go Columbus, literally, Arizona, Anaheim, Lucas Dostal. Like, everyone is doing it. And I see people saying Connor needs to slow his game down. Nobody can keep up with him. I think Connor's actually playing a lot slower than he usually does. But again, Connor's hurt yeah. right now. I think one thing we can talk about, just some positives quickly, uh, Ekholm was awesome. This is probably the best game mm -hmm. for uh, Ek of Ekholm's season. Kane, once again, Fogel was good, Gagne, Bouchard, Nugent Hopkins. Like, the depth is there. They're not getting the bounces. Like, we all know that's going to come. Like, that's why, if, if it was just this and they were getting goaltending, I wouldn't be nervous. But the, they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're spotting their opponents uh, a 2-0 a, a lead every single game. And you can't win like that, no matter who you are. So, You know, another reason why I feel like we do get goal is because I've been saying this for months they have no real finishers. They don't have like a true finisher to put the puck in the net. Mm -hmm. And that's that's also killing them. I mean, Kane was probably one of their only good finishers until his wrist got cut. You know, Hyman, I know he scored 30 goals last year, but he could have had like probably 50, to be honest with you, if he, you know, stopped fanning on pucks 24 7. Uh, that's the reason why they get goalies a lot too, because they literally don't have a true finisher in their forward court. And Lavoie is that. He just doesn't get the ice time. Yeah, like wouldn't it wouldn't it have been something to see Lavoie in the top six take a couple of more shifts with Leon and Connor, not just play garbage time minutes. Like I bet you he doubled his ice time playing in garbage time when they were down five two. 
Like, how did, like, I get Dylan Holloway maybe wasn't as noticeable, but what did Dylan Holloway do? I genuinely cannot think of a play that where he, that he did made to warrant getting benched for as long as he did during this game. Like, you did not see him take long shifts for periods of 15 minutes. It was, I don't understand the decision process there. Why, when you have already a short roster, are you just shooting yourself in the foot? The old Peter Shirelli death by a thousand cuts. Like, what are you doing? Why cut yourself? Let like if it's gonna if Nashville's gonna make a nice play, tip your cap to them, whatever. You guys have the talent to go out there and get it back. But like, seriously, guys, seriously. Um uh yeah, before we wrap it up, Shane, is there any um final thoughts from you here? No, just just win. Yeah, just, just win. Win. The, win 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 the next few games. You you can't put yourself in a bigger deficit than you already are in right now. No, I was I was hopeful coming in today. I was like, you know what, it's Nashville. We usually beat them. I think we we're like 10-0-2 in our last 12. You know, my record coming onto the show is pretty good, but um, no, it was just a garbage, yeah, garbage it, performance. It was horrible. One last thing I want to say, guys. There's 155 of you watching. Hit like, hit subscribe. Thanks for spending your Saturday night with us. Uh, I really, really do appreciate all this. This is kind of therapeutic for myself. I was fuming during the game, Shaden. I know you were as well. Uh, Shaden, before we go, any uh, final thoughts and just let everyone know where they can find you, what you're doing now, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at ShayNew93. I serve right for the oil rig, and you can see my podcast on YouTube, uh, The Tendracast. Awesome, Shaden. Well, thank you again. I know you'll be back, I'm sure, met multiple times this season. Yeah. I hope next time uh, we get a better effort from from the Oilers, because I, I can't keep watching this. I can't. I'm going to shove my head through a wall, but <laughs> Uh, yeah, we'll be back on Monday with Vancouver. Um, Dennis, me, maybe, I, I don't even know. We'll figure it out. Uh, that's all. You can find me at tw on Twitter at ZWheel97. Uh, that's all. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday. Stay safe. Have a good night. Uh, take care.